Tim Williams and Deplorable Scoby and a couple of other people that can uh, actually see my tweets on Twitter. Uh, one of them sent me this executive order from the Biden regime White House yesterday. It's in the email that we sent out for the programming today. You can actually get to it from there. The uh, link is actually there. Here's what it says. Okay, there's two. The first one is this. Ordering the selected reserve and certain members of the individual ready reserved of the armed forces to active duty. This is what you do when you're fighting a war. This is not what you do when you're dealing with a hurricane or hurricane relief. It's not what you do when you're dealing with flood relief. It's not what you do when some emergency has been declared in some state because that would be the governor would call up the National Guard. You know, the, the president could concur, uh, concur and can become the commander-in-chief, if you will. But this kind of action here, this is what you do when you're going to start fighting or you're already fighting a war and you've killed so many of your own men that you need replacements. As I read the U.S. Constitution, and some of you may know that I fancy myself a little bit of a scholar on it, this is a complete and total impeachable offense. This is inexcusable. This senile old bastard who's listening to warmongering fools inside that wretched building called the White House and wherever else they're having these meetings, Congress needs to this morning, this morning, Need to convene, and the first order of business is to tell this old bastard his executive order is a violation of the separation of powers. He does not have the authority to dispatch troops into a theater of war. And he must immediately rescind that order, and if he doesn't, then Congress must make moves. Congress has to act. You can't sit on this. Now, how do I know just how serious this is? Well, let me take you to the Twitter feed of United States Senator from the great state of Utah, Mike Lee. Mike Lee read the same thing, and I think Lee is a pretty decent constitutional scholar. Uh, he and I have met once. I never had him on the show uh, program, but I met him at a Ron Paul function somewhere, 2010, 11, 12, somewhere up in there. Uh, I think Senator Lee sees what's going on, on here and is alarmed by this because he tweets this out. One, I've been trying to figure out what this means. He's talking about the executive order. Bottom line up front, President Biden is arguably walking the United States up to the line of war and daring the Russians to shoot first. This is unprecedented. I don't know what else to say about it. So, Senator Lee says, 210 U.S. Code gives the president the authority to augment the forces of any named operational mission to active duty for not more than 365 consecutive days. He made all caps, not more. Three, 
Operation Atlantic Resolve has existed since 2014 and is an official named U.S. military mission that deploys forces on a rotational basis, mainly to the Baltic states and Poland. Four. Open source information on Operation Atlantic Resolve from the Department of Defense does not suggest any forces are president, uh, present in Ukraine under this mission. Five, since conflict with Russia, and, uh, with Russia and Ukraine came to blows in 2014, rotational deployment under the Atlantic Resolve have been considered a backbone of deterring Russia from crossing NATO's eastern flank. Uh, six, the active duty activation and deployment of these additional forces is a dangerous provocation, knowing full well that NATO's eastern flank is adjacent to active hostilities. Seven, Biden did the same thing at the beginning of the war in Ukraine in 2022, massively increasing our active duty force presence when we knew hostilities were imminent. But now it's even more risky because hostilities are active. So first time imminent, now active. You see the difference. Eight, not only does this run the risk of further locking us into supporting Ukraine, now the military industrial complex will say the U.S. military presence is the one thing preventing Russia. And this is what they want. This is what they have always wanted. They've always wanted to put the United States there to go, like, well, the only thing saving the precious people of Ukraine and Zelensky's regime is the United States Armed Forces. When in fact, there is no threat against Kiev. Putin doesn't want Kiev. The Russian parliament doesn't want Kiev. There's no indication anywhere, anywhere on the planet Earth, that maybe there's some communist hardliners inside the Kremlin. I can't rule that out. But that anyone that is, has anything to say about this wants to march on and storm the gates and then take Kiev and then take Ukraine and claim it for Russia. As a matter of fact, the Russians don't even like the Ukrainians. Hell, most of Europe doesn't like the Ukrainians. Which is why they're their own individual country and have been, well, what, in 900 years. This is an escalation. Not only does this, uh, uh, this probably means a long-term security guarantee, another endless war, but this time by proxy. Ten, this is Senator Mike Lee again. One could argue that unilateral troop activations, deployment like this, into areas of active or imminent hostilities should be treated as a breach of the War Powers Act. Regardless, this makes me really uneasy. Working on that now, it's not easy and very controversial, but we might have to invoke the War Powers Act. And the neocons are all over Lee. First comment, I don't want World War III either, but it was Trump who folded to Putin. That's right, blame Trump for this. Tried to dismantle NATO, I trust this president to keep us out of war. He hasn't kept us out of war. We're had been in a proxy war for 22 months now. Lady? Zionist? You know, these people just have a way of ruining everything. They just ruin everything. That Everything their grubby little pinkies touch. 
They make it black. They corrupt it. For a United States senator to say, now he's, he's posting this publicly. He's got 100 some odd thousand followers, Mike Lee. He's basically telling Biden, dude, you want us to invoke the War Powers Act? Now, I've never been a fan of the War Powers Act. I don't know that much about it. Uh, I do know that Herr Dr. Kevin Gutzman and other constitutional scholars that I know and that I trust have held that Congress is completely out of its realm when it passed the War Powers Act. And what that was, was basically, it was a cop-out. It, so, it was so Congress wouldn't have to declare war anymore. You just get, no, no, we just, we just better admit a citizen who are the mothers and fathers and aunties and uncles of those boys that are going to be sent to Ukraine to go die. Please. We, 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 we trust the regime leader to declare the war. Be interesting to see what becomes of this because. Again, I, I don't know enough about the War Powers Act to say that if he's talking about invoking the War Powers Act, is he going to then say that the Congress is then going to have to say, declare that under the War Powers Act that they're going to grant ultimate uh, the ultimate decision to start warlike actions against the Russians? And allied with the Ukrainians, because that's the way I understand the War Powers Act, that they're going to leave it up to this senile old man who is completely and totally in the pay, in the corrupt cahoots with the military-industrial complex, with the vaccine, and you name the industrial complex, Biden, the Biden crime family is compromised by it. He has all these neocons and these neo-libs surrounding him, Susan Rice and what have you here, these people, that's all they think about is starting wars in foreign lands, maiming, murdering, and killing and, uh, whoever the, the supposed designated enemy is. This is not going to turn out well for anyone. Now, the way I read the Constitution And Mike Lee is explaining what U.S., because Biden cites this code. He says under he says president by the Constitution and laws of the United States, including sections 121, 12304 of Title 10 U.S. Code, I hereby determine that it is necessary to augment the active uh, armed forces of the United States for the effective conduct of Operation Atlantic Resolve. You know, the U.S. Constitution has a clause in it. I shall read it to you uh, for anyone that's uh, actually keeping notes on this or paying attention. Uh, Article 1, Section 8 says this. To declare war, grant letters of mark and, uh, letters of mark and reprisal and make rules concerning captures on land and water. These are powers that are granted to the U.S. Congress. Uh, next clause to raise and support armies, but no appropriation of money to that use shall be for a longer term than two years. If Lee is correct and Operation Atlantic Resolve 
uh, began in 2014. By the way, what happened in 2014? What happened in 2014? The Maidan revolt. What was the Maidan revolt? Supposedly, the people of Ukraine revolted against the guy that they elected president. There was a coup, and that president was basically, he ran and fled for his life for fear that the CIA was going to kill him. And then he was, then the CIA installed our guy in there. And uh, this is what really began the hostilities between the Ruskies and the Ukrainians because the eastern part or the, the far eastern part of Ukraine, what we call today uh, the Donbass, and it was called the Donbass back then, those people primarily, uh, by large majorities, voted for the ultimate president of Ukraine. And so when he was deposed by the CIA, and the CIA hack was uh, the, the, the pro-American, pro-NATO guy was placed in there, the, the pro-oligarch, pro-corruption uh, leader was, was placed in there, the people in the, in the eastern part of, of Russia, or of Ukraine, uh, felt slighted, and they were. It's just, it's just the same old story here with the election of 2020 here in the United States. Your, their votes didn't matter. It didn't matter that they voted for ultimately who the, who, was the, who the winner was. They were told, no, the CIA, the United States, doesn't like your choice. We're not going to let you make it. And so there would have been a war in 2014 because those republics appealed to Putin and the European Parliament. Or I'm sorry, the uh, the Russian Parliament. And the Russian Parliament responded by basically saying that the um, uh, that Zaporizhia, the Donetsk, uh, Crimea. Uh, the the five republics there that make up uh, basically the, the the region that is the Donbass that they could apply for admission into the Russian Federation. Uh, well, the Ukrainians didn't want that. NATO didn't want that. And to keep that from happening, but to keep those republics as free and independent, there was a treaty that was negotiated, and I believe it's called the Minsk uh, M I N S K the Minsk or the Minsk Treaty. Basically, they, uh, we're not going to have any war. These people are free and independent states. They can choose whether or not they want to remain as Ukrainians or they want to join the Russian Federation. They chose the Russian Federation. They had elections. Well, again, NATO and the Ukrainians didn't like that. So Ukraine has been at war with the people of the Donbass since 2014. And this is supposedly why the Obama Operation Atlantic uh, Resolve this is supposedly why then Obama signed the original uh, executive order or asked Congress to begin the uh, that mission, Operation Atlantic Resolve. So uh, we that's just a, a refresher course. So in February or Jan January of 2022, when the people of the Donbass appealed to Putin again and said, These, this, this Zelensky creep has escalated the bombing now. Hundreds of Ukrainians or hundreds of Mariupol citizens and uh, citizens of Zaporizhia and the Donbass Republic are being killed every day by incoming mortar fire. 
Do something about it, Mr. President. And Putin, what did Putin say? Putin said in that, in that speech that we played through a translator, this I'm going to do today what I should have done seven years ago, which was I'm going to accept their application to become members of the Russian Federation, and we're going to send troops in, and we're going to defend them. No, the Western media has lied to you people. It's lied the entire planet. The Russians did not invade Ukraine. Those states had declared their independence, much like the United States did from Great Britain. We just celebrated Independence Day. But we won't recognize the independence of Mariupol, of the Donbass, of Zaporizhia, of Crimea, and all of the ancient republics of the Russian Federation. We refuse to, we just, no, your vote doesn't, you're not, Mr. Mariupolian, you're, please, you're not allowed to leave Ukraine. This should really scare the crap out of us. This is the United States telling these people, not only was Zelensky and the Ukrainians right, we're going to help them kill you. So the Russians did what? Now look, I'm not a Putin apologist, but I don't think that Putin is the aggressor here, and I don't think primarily that he's wrong. I don't think the Russians are wrong, and I don't think the people of Zaporizhia and the Donbass, I don't believe that they're wrong either. So what's happening? What has been happening? The Russians sent troops into those republics to defend and to remove the Azov Nazis. Now, I'm not allowed to play Roseanne Barr's comments, but a lot of people have heard what Roseanne said. As a matter of fact, I was uh, reading something uh, yesterday. Uh, someone was complaining about uh, that they aren't allowed to talk about uh, Zionist Jews the way that Roseanne Barr is. But Roseanne Barr, so I can go ahead and say it, I'll just say I'm quoting Roseanne. How about that? This is me now. I'm going to say this. So Roseanne Barr is allowed to call Zelensky a Zionist Jew and a madman to boot. And Roseanne goes, I like Jews, just not this one. Because <laughs> she is one. Again, it's not a referendum on Judaism or on Jews. Please don't misunderstand. You know, you're out there taking your little notes for the FBI. You can go back and tell them that I clarified that. Make sure you put that, foot in, that, that in your footnotes there. This is the Biden regime now. We, we did the story yesterday. I was asking the question, where is that Where is that resolution from Matt Gates and Elon Omar forbidding the Biden regime from sending um, cluster munitions to the Ukrainians? Well, now we know why. And by the way, not anyone can just fire a United States-made and manufactured cluster munition. It takes some expertise. Probably men primarily, have been trained at some branch. I'm going to go with the, uh, for the land-based version, I'm going to go with the Army. For the naval-based or, or ocean-based version of cluster munitions, which I'm sure they could fire from the deck of an aircraft carrier, I'm going to go with the United States Navy. Um, you need expertise in order to be able to deploy these things. How do you aim them? Uh, what the detonation range is? You know how many feet above the ground, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is the things that someone that has been trained on this munition, on uh, these cluster munitions, would know. 
A Ukrainian soldier wouldn't know that. Hell, the instructions are written in, in, in English. He reads Cyrillic. So in two steps, Biden is choosing to tempt, to provoke the Russians. I don't know where Mike Lee has been the last 14, 16 months, but dude, you should have been paying attention. This madman with your endorsement, Senator, has been escalating this war at the expense of tens of thousands of Ukrainians, young men, and Russian young men who do not need to die. But now you want to escalate it. Now you're going to have to go knocking on the doors of American troops and explain to their parents that their son was killed in the line of duty. The duty for what? For what? For what purpose? This is absolute stark raving mad time. And then Biden says, well, in furtherance of this operation under the stated authority, I hereby authorize the Secretary of Defense, slobbing homo lover, and the Secretary of Homeland and Security, another peach of a bureaucrat, with respect to the, now listen, to the Coast Guard, when it is not operating as a service in the Navy under their, their respective jurisdictions, to order to active duty any units and any individual members not assigned to a unit organized to serve as a unit of the selected reserve, or any member in the individual ready reserve mobilization category and designated as essential under regulations prescribed by the secretary concerned uh, not to exceed 3,000 total members at any time, of whom not more than 450 may be members of the individual ready reserve. Okay, so go to the next one. So you go to the next page, and this is Biden's explanation to Congress. Accordance with Section 12, uh, 12304F of Title 10 U.S. Code, I am providing notice that I have authorized the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of Homeland and Security with respect to the Coast Guard when it's not operating in service of the, uh, the Department of the Navy to order to active duty members and units of the selected reserve and appropriately designated individual ready reserve members. Pretty much saying that, okay, look, I'm just putting you on notice. Members of the House of Representatives, I don't have to, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it anyway. That I'm starting a war with the Russians in Ukraine. And I'm sending our first wave of active duty troops into the theater. <laughs> this isn't... <laughs> I truly am dumbfounded and don't know what to say. But here's what... Okay, as your professor on air and online for the study and defense of the U.S. Constitution. This is what needs to happen today. When Congress convenes, someone needs to go to the floor of the House of Representatives <laughs> and someone needs to offer a resolution that needs to be debated and then voted on today that tells the President of the United States, under pain of an impeachable offense, that he will rescind that executive order and he will cease escalating hostilities in that theater of war immediately. And if he doesn't immediately stop it, then the Congress will have no choice but to intervene, either A, by withholding some tranche of funding 
and saying that we're not going to, uh, we're, here, here, you, 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 you call those troops up, we're not going to pay them. We're not going to allow you to pay them. That's one thing that you could do. I think the more proper, the powerful threat or the, the reason that these clauses are in the Constitution, threaten him with impeaching him. Just threaten him. Look, you do this, we start the trial. You get brought in here. And by the way, you cannot escalate and declare war against the Russians or act in any manner that may be construed by the international community as an act of war here, which we've already done. It's the Russians that are exercising restraint here, not us.